This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, 
This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Vibe Within Podcast. I am your host, Gab Cohen. How we doing out there? How's everybody doing? Hopefully well, hopefully good, even through the chaos, even through the suffering, the discomfort, whatever changes or transitions you're going through at this time. Um, This episode is really fun because I got to talk about a couple different topics that kind of all mesh together. Mish mesh. Um, In the beginning of the episode, I talk about non-attachment, I talk about materialism, and I talk about how less is more, and I spoke a little bit about some, some really key points that I heard on a podcast with Joseph Goldstein. He is one of the main um, OG meditation teachers in the meditation industry, and um, I've been listening to his podcast every night and learning a lot about Buddhism and meditation and consciousness, and he's just a really fucking dope human. Like, he is just so cool, and the way that he explains things so thoroughly and 
on point. It just really resonates with me. So I got into how he explains how it takes less energy to not want and how less is more. And I talk about how I'm going to implement this in a little challenge that I actually extend to you guys as well. It has to do with not buying clothes and not giving in to fast fashion and not giving in to how society makes us feel like we need to always buy new clothes. So um, that's, that's a little fun thing in the beginning of the episode. Then I talk about OCD. I talk about the the very, very similar correlation of OCD and passion and obsession. So I get into that. I get into how it's it's tough to be creative and also um, have patience and compassion for ourselves and take our time and how um, computers can be a very, very challenging thing to navigate when we're in the creative process. I talk about writing. I talk about meditation. I talk about different ways to get through creative blocks, if you will. And then towards the end of the episode, I, I talk about how we really need to start connecting to people and connecting to strangers and how important it is and how I took myself out of my comfort zone and I opened up to a couple strangers at a coffee shop and how it turned into one of the biggest synchronicities that um, that could have happened, and it, it all it all started with just me speaking, just me speaking to them. That's it, and um, I just really am excited about this episode to share it with you because I feel like there's a lot of little not knowledge nuggets, especially the Joseph Goldstein. Um, notes that I went through about desires and how less is more and how the less we need, the more space we create in our mind to heal. So I I just, I think that goes really, really hand in hand with um, the shift in the energy in the universe and everyone right now. Um, It can be a very overwhelming time going into the fall and the winter seasons. We might want to check in with our our material things clean out our closet um make money a lot of family oriented um energy wanting wanting to resort to old ways um and i just i'm really excited for you guys to tune into this episode so thank you for tuning in if you'd like to support the podcast in any way there's a few different ways you can support the podcast in the show notes or just share with a friend or a family member Um, tag somebody on instagram send the episodes to somebody or subscribe rate and review all right that's all i got let's get right into the episode i'm recording this episode pretty late at night because I feel like if I don't, I'm not going to be able to explain what I want to explain um, because it happened today and um, it's just, it's really interesting. So, well, first off, if you could see me right now, I look like a psycho. I have a crazy bun on the top of my head. I'm wearing crazy socks and sandals and warm clothes and I'm in my room. So it's, (laughs) it's funny, like, when I record these episodes, I look haggard. <laughs> so, 
Um, I really enjoy when, when you guys are showing me what you guys are doing like while you're listening to the episodes because it kind of just like makes things reality. It kind of makes things real life because this digital world that we live in can feel can feel so connected but also so isolated at the same time and basically you know as the seasons change we can feel a lot of emotions rise I know this has been a big theme of all a lot of my episodes and it can it can make us want to simplify and get rid of things and it got me thinking about minimalism and how important it is if if we're in a spiritual practice how important minimalism is because in this digital age that we live in right now it seems that everybody's trying to sell us something somebody's trying to sell us a course or a workshop or a digital prod product or uh, a webinar or just a book or something everybody's selling something and it's usually for a good cause it's usually because they want to help people and then it got me into thinking about minimalism from uh, the perspective of me not wanting to buy clothes anymore (laughs) and this is all connected to what I've been learning about in Buddhism about how less is more and how we can detach ourselves from the feeling and the mood and the desire of needing more. And I kind of want to open up this episode with a challenge. So if you live in a state that gets cold during the winter, which I live in Philly now, so I'm full full throttle going to be in winter this winter, um, except for the month of December. I'm going to be traveling for my birthday, but I wanted to extend a challenge that I'm actually going to be doing myself and if you guys want to hop on board that would be cool maybe I can make it into some like challenge through Instagram as well so we can all like root each other on but basically my personal challenge is to not shop for new clothes this winter because I have a lot of clothes I have a lot of sweaters I have a lot of things that I never got the chance to really wear when I was living in Miami for those four years so what I've been doing is I've been really digging into my closet and like noticing oh wow I have 10 pairs of pants I have 15 sweaters I have jackets I have socks I have jeans there is nothing I need and that can be a very humbling thought especially when we're getting deeper into our meditation practice our yoga practice or just any kind of conscious mindful practice whether that means you're you're just practicing being aware you're practicing gratitude you're practicing thanking the universe and you're practicing being more aware of the synchronicities around you. That's that's also a spiritual practice. So you don't have to do yoga and meditate every day. Um, I personally have been learning more about Buddhism and meditation and incorporate, incorporating it into my days um, whenever I can, even if it's just for five minutes sitting at the park, 
even if it's just a walking meditation, when I'm walking to the coffee shop and I say to myself, I'm not going to pull out my phone, I'm going to walk and breathe and stay present for five minutes. That's meditation. So going back to this personal challenge, I'm not going to buy any winter clothes this season. I'm not going to online shop. I don't need anything. And I'm putting this out there so that I can be accountable for this because um, I also need to save money. (laughs) My rent is a lot higher now that I live in a different city. I have more expenses and I'm not working as much. So I really have to be careful with where I spend my money and where I put my, my energetic financials, if you will. So I'm going to completely utilize what clothes I have. And it can be really empowering to do this. It can feel really good to wear things and to refurbish things and to put outfits together that maybe you know you haven't put together in that way. It's, it's a time and an opportunity to expand our mind and look at our closet and look at our clothes in a different way. And being able to utilize things and be abundant and take advantage of the things that we have can be very, very nourishing to our souls and, and help us actually make space in our mind so that we can focus more on healing, more on feeling good, less on feeling like we need things, feeling like we need to buy things because that can be a really icky feeling and it can make us feel just very like sporadic and what I've been noticing is that the less I want and the less I desire the more space I have in my mind to focus on happiness and contentment and my practices and creating things and writing and doing the things that make me feel good so if you feel like whenever a season changes um, with fast fashion like as a culture, as a society, we are really pressured into buying a new wardrobe and being on top of fashion. And I think it's all bullshit, especially um, now that I'm fully into the wellness and healing and yoga industries. Um, if you don't, if you don't know about me a little bit. I actually used to work in the fashion industry. I went to fashion school. I worked for LF. I worked for Nasty Gal. I worked in retail for probably 10 years of my life. And um, my first job was like TJ Maxx. And then I worked at American Eagle and I worked at all sorts of stores. And then, you know, in LA, it was was mainly LF and Nasty Gal. And then um, I, I moved into the yoga industry and I did teacher training. And if you want to know more about that whole backstory and about how I left fashion and I changed careers and all about that, there's actually an episode um, in the beginning of this podcast. I think it's probably in within the first 10 episodes. And it's all about changing careers and listening to our, our gut and our passion. I'll link it in the show notes if I remember. <laughs> But um, yeah, so getting back to this whole empowerment thing, like utilizing the clothing that we already have, it may seem very simple, but we don't realize how much space it can create in our mind when we don't have to worry about shopping for things. 
I think it's already stressful enough buying food and groceries and stuff that I need for my house and stuff that I need for my cat so and supplements um so getting clothes and shoes and stuff like that out of out of my headspace it just creates a lot of extra time in my day um as weird as that sounds that I don't have to attach myself to any desire of buying things and um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna read a little bit of the notes that I took when I was listening to a podcast episode Joseph Cold Joseph Goldstein's podcast um, it's all about Buddhism it's all about the teachings about Buddhism and meditation and he's like the most amazing teacher ever and what I've been doing is listening to an episode every night and just taking notes and the, the episode that really goes hand in hand with this minimalism less is more mentality um, is that you know impermanence impermanence is the the backbone of the buddhism teachings is that everything is changing and everything is temporary and everything is impermanent and this this goes for pleasant feelings too this goes for material items as well and pleasure is fleeting and the less addicted we become then the more pure happiness we can obtain from within from within our own mind from within our our own gratitude and abundance mindset um the hook of desire this pleasant feeling this this is associated to addiction and he says that we can click the mind out of that space and say it takes less energy to need less when i heard him say that i was like holy shit that is so true it takes less energy to need less less is more we always hear these words Um, less desire equals more space in our mind to focus on a true level of happiness and less attachment equals more capability to find happiness and contentment with what we have now non-grasping and that's one of the main limbs of yoga and when I heard him say that it takes less energy to not want it takes less energy to not want and and what he was explaining is that he would get these hits of dopamine when he would window shop in New York City or like looking through a catalog or something we would he would get these these hits of dopamine that he knew that he that he wasn't going to buy anything but just the simple fact that he was putting his mind in a space of oh, maybe I want that, or maybe I, you know, maybe I could use that. It creates a a grasping, it creates this fake happy feeling, and then it goes away. And And then we feel even more like we're in a lack mindset because we're not getting something that we didn't even want, if that makes sense. So again, it takes less energy to not want. And he says, feel the peace of not wanting or needing feel the peace of not wanting or needing so it's like okay cool you know all this pressure all the society pressures of needing to be 
fast fashion forward would we rather well I guess I'm, I'm asking this to me as well but would we rather be more fashion forward and have way too many clothes and rarely wear all of them and be overwhelmed with choice because I feel like choice is part of the reason why we're so anxious as a society because it's analysis paralysis it's too many decisions like when I go to the grocery store I'm like dude I'm, I'm overwhelmed maybe I'm just like an old soul but when I go to Whole Foods I am completely like it's like I'm it's like I'm on drugs it's like I'm on drugs and I have this like I'm blasted and I'm just like looking at everything because I I guess I look at Whole Foods as a luxury as well like I don't go there a lot um, and when there's so many choices it can be so overwhelming that we don't know what to do like we are we are stuck and this feeling of stuckness is completely attached to desires and a longing for something, a longing for something that we can buy. It's it's filling a void that's never going to be filled with something like that. So I'm really excited to try and stick to this challenge of mine with not buying anything for winter. Um, I have plenty of clothes and also there's ways to kind of get around this challenge is that we can, I'm allowed to trade clothes. So if I if I find a friend who wants to get rid of clothes and they want to trade clothes with me, that's okay. And um, if I want to, to do a trade at like a Buffalo Exchange or um, one of those types of, of stores, I could do that. But I, I really don't see myself doing that because I just don't have any desire to shop. I don't want to be in a, a clothing store because just being in a store with a bunch of clothes and a bunch of things that are cool looking and cute, that's going to get my mind into this, oh, like I need this or that would be nice to wear. But instead, I'm trying to flip that grip and I'm trying to look at all the, the things that I have in a new light and put outfits together that are new and fresh. So, yeah, a little bit more about what Joseph Goldstein says is that less desires equals more energy towards clearing our mental pain and trauma. Less things equals more space. Um, and I just found that just, it's just so to the point. It's just like, he can't be any more clear than that. So, yeah, I just found that just really helpful. This episode is brought to you by Blue Ridge Hemp Company. Blue Ridge Hemp is a dynamic company that specializes in producing high-quality topicals for your skin, superfoods, and flour. CBD flour has been one of my favorite things to incorporate in my rituals, um, and they actually sell CBD joints pre-rolled. They're amazing. They're called Blue, Blue Jays, and they are delicious, and they give you this really nice, calming, natural... Uh, uplifting feeling. Um, they are focused on empowering people from all walks of life through their products and their message of positivity, gratitude, balance, 
and it's all about self-care. Um, they have topicals for your skin. They have superfoods that are amazing, like honeys and chocolates, and they have tinctures as well, which are really amazing. Um, they're located in Asheville, North Carolina, and they're actually the first CBD company that I ever was affiliated with. Um, I first got into CBD with oils and lotions and topicals and stuff like that, and I've, I've known these guys since the beginning of my CBD enthusiast career. So I really, I really love what they're doing. They've evolved so much as a company, and I, I really stand by their products. Um, they are doing amazing things. Their CBD flower is probably the best CBD flower that I've ever tried. And in October, they're actually going to have a big harvest sale for CBD flower at the end of the month. So stay tuned for that. And you can follow them on Instagram. It's just Blue Ridge Hemp, all one word. And if you'd like to purchase anything on their website, any products at all, you can use discount code GYPSYLOVE for a discount at checkout. So you can use discount code GYPSYLOVE, G-Y-P-S-Y-L-O-V-E for a discount at checkout. And I hope you enjoy all their products. They're amazing. If you watch my stories and you see me smoking CBD joints, it's always Blue Ridge Hemp. So enjoy. Use code GYPSYLOVE at checkout for a discount. All right, so now I want to get into a completely kind of different topic, but somewhat similar, I guess. Um, when we're talking about spirituality and awareness and consciousness, this all kind of is one stream. So recently I've been feeling like in order for me to be creative, I like have to leave my house and... I feel like that's healthy, and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts that have been talking about produ productivity and creativity and how to um, get those juices flowing in a healthy way without feeling you know, attached to an outcome, and it can be really challenging in this, in this society that we live in based on productivity and work and what we're creating and expression and just all the creative endeavors that we might be embarking on. And I listened to a podcast episode um, recently, the Rich Roll podcast, and it was about um, how passion and obsession can be very, very intertwined. And the, the guys that were on the episode, um, they were speaking about how OCD, um, obsessive compulsive disorder, and like passions for artists and creatives, they can be in the same realm. And I've been really feeling that recently. I, I, I think that I low key have OCD because, and I'm not talking about like the OCD that like you wash your hands all the time or you're like super organized and like anal about it. Like I, I am kind of anal about some things with organization, but they they speak more about like when we get hit with like a creative idea or an epiphany or a thought or like a project that we want to do um it can get like very overwhelming and we'll be like really obsessive about it 
obsessive compulsive about it um spend hours on a, a project that like maybe we should be sitting and thinking about it more rather than like stressing ourselves out and flooding like our minds with like all these ideas and it, it can be like really overwhelming and it's happened to me a few times in the past like couple months and I think that it's actually a way for like people with this kind of OCD it's a way for them to cope with external stress so it's a way for us to fill a void you know I'm not drinking I'm not doing drugs I'm like on a healthy endeavor right now so I think that subconsciously my mind is like okay well what can I use as a form of like drug or, or dopamine or you know what I mean and it's it's coming out in the form of OCD so I'll like get a crazy idea that that just it feels super in line and in alignment and I'm really passionate about it um and then two weeks later I have like a 50% done project and I'm like yeah I don't know what I was thinking I don't think that I can do that I don't think that I even want to do that anymore um it's it's kind of embarrassing, but like after I heard that podcast episode on the Rich Roll podcast, I was like, oh shit, like this is, this is what I have. Like, and I didn't feel that bad anymore because the guy that was explaining it was like really on point and he made me feel like I wasn't alone. And I think that as a society, we can really get caught in these loops of what's passion, what's our passion and what's an obsession in like an unhealthy way. And I have to really put myself in check sometimes. Um, most recently, I've been, I've been trying to gear my, my energy towards more writing and, and doing some articles and having them published. And I, I'm trying to get paid for it, um, which is a very um, challenging endeavor. But I've realized that I, I like have so many ideas that I want to write about and then it just gets so overwhelming because I have like 10 article ideas that are not complete that are just like so messy and so unorganized and and like there's no outline and then I'll, I'll go down this rabbit hole where I'll be online and I'll be like looking at articles and I'll be looking at like blogs of like where to where to post your, you know, where to submit your writings and this and that and looking at guidelines and, you know, two hours later, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not writing. I'm not doing the thing that actually, you know, makes me feel good, which is the writing, which is the expressive creative arts of writing. Instead, I got sucked down a rabbit hole of looking at different publications and what they're looking for and how much they pay and how much the words like how much is each word and how many words can you submit for this topic and it's just a never-ending rabbit hole I mean it doesn't end unless you cut it off and I have to cut myself off sometimes and be like all right I can only spend this amount of time getting inspiration I can only spend this amount of time in Google Docs typing, 
I can only spend this amount of time journaling and writing actually on paper. And there's there's so many different modalities and there's so many different ways to to like kind of do that dance of create creating. Like you don't have to do everything on the computer. You can do things, you know, pen to paper and you can do things on a whiteboard or a blackboard or a poster board and like I've just realized that sometimes it's it's easier for me to to see the creative flow and to like organize it when it's actually on paper. Um, and it's just it's if you're if you're living with OCD of any kind, like I really feel for you. Like there's so many different types of OCD. Um, you're not alone, definitely. Like there's a lot of people that are suffering with it, and there's so many different there's so many different types of it that maybe we, you know, we don't really realize that so many people around us have those same, like those same rituals or those same beliefs or whatever. Um, so today I was at the coffee shop and, um, you know, I was feeling kind of frustrated because I'm, I'm trying to write an essay, a personal essay for a couple different like really main ma mainstream publications I'm not going to mention them because I don't want to jinx it but um, I'm just trying to to create uh, a self-written essay about um, my friend Lance who passed away about five or six years ago and like it's been really stressful because I feel like I've I've gotten these intuitive hits to write this essay but one day I'll be feeling like really mentally organized and like really on top of it and really positive and then the next day I'm like wow I don't think anybody should ever read this I don't think that this makes sense my writing's all over the place and what I've been realizing is that's the creative process that's the process of creating anything whether it's writing whether it's art whether it's music the creative process is like spending time doing it, taking time away from it, coming back to it, and like doing this dance um, and trying to find different mediums to bring it all together. I don't think that I can just sit down at my computer and type on Google Docs and have it all come together. Like that's not the kind of um, creative artist I am. Like I've been journaling and I've been actually writing it out like pen to paper and like I feel like the stream of consciousness and the intuitive hits, like, they can come in different ways rather than just sitting behind a screen. So I go to the coffee shop and I'm sitting at one of the tables. It's, it's a shared table, a commune table, and there's two other women at the table. And I feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm like really frustrated because I can't seem to get my head straight today. And I, f I felt like the girl next to me kept fidgeting and... The woman across from me was kind of frustrated like I don't know I was kind of just reading the energy and I wasn't gonna say anything to the girl next to me and I wasn't gonna say anything to the woman across from me either because I didn't you know I didn't know like what they were doing or whatever and I just got the I got the balls and the courage to to say to the girl next to me like oh my god I like cannot I cannot like focus today like I can't get in that creative headspace like oh my god and she was like oh my god me too and like she just completely opened up and she was like yeah I just went outside I walked around and like I'm just I'm just not feeling it today 
And um, I was like, oh, man, yeah, I feel you. And I asked her what she was working on, and she was studying for the MCAT, which is like the main test to become a medical doctor. <laughs> and um, so we got talking, and then I was like, oh, ha have you ever done yoga? Like, maybe that would help you. I teach yoga, and it really helps me, like, especially when I was, you know, taking tests and stuff like that. It would help me, like, clear my mind. And she was like, no, I never have, but, like, I'll, I'll look into it. And then the woman sitting across from us, she chimed in and she said, yeah, I'm a yoga teacher, too. And I was like, oh, my God, no way. And, like, um, to put a pin in that real quick, I felt, I felt really bad because before this conversation occurred, I kind of judged this woman based on how she looked, like a, a classic judging a book by its cover story um you know she's just a an older woman not older but like you know maybe old, like late 30s early 40s mid 40s I'm not sure um a kind of heavier set black woman and I didn't you know I didn't think she was a yoga teacher like but who the fuck who the fuck am I to judge somebody like like anybody can be a yoga teacher and that's just that just proves that like the ego is present even when I don't want the ego to be present. Like, you know, I was just trying to spark up a conversation and I was like so excited that these two women were like opening up and I was like, wow, you're a yoga teacher? And she's like, yeah, that's, yeah. Like we started connecting about that. And she goes, I teach kids, I teach teens and I teach middle school and high school students yoga and, and therapy. I'm a psychotherapist and I combined therapy with yoga and my jaw dropped I kid you not because I've literally been trying to find a job in Philly to to teach teens in distress um, and teach teens who have like PTSD or just healing trauma of any sort um, yoga and I my jaw dropped and I was like are you serious like and I told her everything, and I told her what I do, and I told her that I'm a mental health advocate, and I'm into CBD, and trauma, and healing, and all this shit, and she was like, oh my god, that's so amazing, I'm gonna connect you with, with Tim, he's, he's the, the founder of the company I work for, this and that, and I was just like, I can't believe this, like, this is just the biggest synchronicity ever, like, what if I didn't, what if I didn't open up and I didn't talk to that stranger next to me at the coffee shop? And then and then it opened up the energy because we all were sitting at the same table. And um, I feel like it kind of lifted this layer of comfort and and it helped us kind of get into that workspace. And we all felt like we had something to connect with. And the woman gave me her card. Um, we exchanged numbers and she was like, oh my God, yeah, we actually need more teachers. Like just today we needed another one. And I was just like, holy shit. Like I really felt touched by the universe. Like that was the most insane synchronicity that's happened recently. Um, other than the, the hawk thing, that was pretty crazy too. When the hawk uh, came through to the cemetery um, and I know that that was my friend Lance coming through it's just it's there's been a lot of synchronicities recently so I want I wanted to share that with you guys because we really don't know who's sitting next to us like yeah everybody's a stranger but the person sitting next to you at the coffee shop or you know 
wherever you are at the bar they could have something and they could they could very well be that person that you need to talk to that could help you you know expand your life expand into new opportunities expand into a new um like group of people um a new job a new way of looking at things and i would have never met this woman we would have just all been silent at this table if i didn't open up and say something to the girl next to me it wouldn't the whole conversation wouldn't have happened and it really just like it tripped me out because i was like wow like what if i just stayed silent today i wouldn't have met that woman and i wouldn't have gotten her card and who knows like maybe this will lead to me being able to live one of my passions which is teaching teens who are suffering yoga and it really just put things into perspective about how we need to start connecting more and we need to start speaking to people more um because we can't judge someone by how they look and we can't judge someone by their facial expressions we can't really judge someone by by what we think they their energy is if we haven't opened up to them yet if that makes sense like how can we full-heartedly judge someone just based on our perception of their energy like yeah of course like we can sense energy we can sense when somebody's like angry or just like not happy but I was a little afraid to to talk to the girl next to me because she kind of seemed um you know a little distraught but I said to myself hey like maybe by me saying something it'll like lift the mood in the air a little bit maybe it'll help all of us and it did and I'm just so happy that I said something to her because it's just you never know like you really never know who's around who knows who who knows what you could meet somebody who could like really help you a lot on the train on the bus like in the coffee shop like that's why we're all here we're all here to connect and we're all here to help each other through this experience and it's really humbling to meet people to meet strangers who feel who I feel like the universe just dropped them down and that was like that was like a test today that was like a a universal test it was like hey Gab we're gonna put this woman across from you sitting at the coffee shop who you have judged based on the way that she looks um and we're gonna see if you can connect with her and I think I passed the test (laughs) so I hope that this helps put things into perspective for you guys just be open just spark a conversation and I think there's 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 not really a a bad turnout right I mean worst case scenario you guys don't connect like maybe you wanted and you move on with your day but that person sitting next to you that stranger sitting next to you could very well change your life thank you guys so much for tuning into that episode of the vibe within i hope it resonated with you i hope it helped you um get out of uh maybe an ocd way of thinking or 
a way of grasping and a, a, a way of thinking that has to do with attachments and materialism and all that good stuff. So um, if you'd like to support the podcast, you could subscribe, rate, or review. Um, you can share it with a friend or a family member, tag somebody on Instagram, share the episode with them, send it over their way. You can always share the link. You can just get the link off of whatever app you listen to podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, whatever whatever app you use. Um, I just want to say that I appreciate you guys so much and thank you for continuing to share the, the episodes with people and um, it's because of you that I really do this podcast. Um, I, I enjoy connecting with you guys and I'm, I'm here to shine light on things and try to help you feel not so alone because I know how it can feel during times of, of transitions and awakening, how isolated you can feel and how important it is to connect with people in real life, in social media life, in all the realms of life and trying to connect them all together. So thank you guys. And if you'd like to support the podcast in a financial way, there are different types of ways to do that in the show notes. Um, Again, thank you so much. And I'll leave you with the rest of this song. Thanks.